G'day guys, Clint Adams here, recording episode number 29 of The Full Landscape, DK's last episode, unless his next endeavour doesn't work out. I'm <laughs> um, here with Adam DeLongville from Trusted Garden Maintenance, uh, who's fresh off the back of some pretty high energy, um, I guess, times in Melbourne. Yeah. Meeting the man Gary V, who everyone knows I have a man crush on, as well as Justin Dry from Vino Mofo. Um, so yeah. We talk a little bit about, a lot about, I guess, his uh, um, origin to how he got to where he's at. Um, and hopefully there's a few snippets in there towards the end uh, that may help some landscape contractors or gardening contractors around, I guess, uh, what Adam's working on and the apps and um, software that he chooses to use. And uh, the favorite mower for those out there that are, um, I guess, into their lawns. So thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Tell us a bit about um, how you came to own or, and run Trusted Garden Maintenance, and I guess what was the what was the plan yep. um, from school? Was it, was it always the plan to get into garden maintenance, or how did it all come about? No, not at all. I never originally planned to get into garden maintenance. I think from an early age, um, you know, washing cars and things like that is what I used to do, yep. doing a bit of money, um, and then from. So I, I so enjoyed working from, I never, I always wanted to work basically even from a young age. So then I went from, you know, doing little things like that to um, selling basketball cards. I got right into basketball cards and I think that was early, late 80s, early 90s. How old are you? Um, I'm 42 now. Okay. Yep. So yep. basketball was big back in late 80s, um, early 90s, basketball cards, yep. all that type of thing was big, NBA. So I used to play, or well, still do play basketball. So I got right into basketball cards, um, yeah, buying them as a kid. Yep. And then where I used to play basketball, they had a basketball card shop and I started working there for cards. Yeah. So I used, to, I used to work at the basketball card shop. For little shopping things. Yep, yep. Or just that card's cool yep. Yep. And, and working for a value. Yep. Um, so it was a little shopping gaula. So the, I used to play at the gaula rec center there. Yep. And then I'd go work in the, the basketball card shop after school and all the school kids would come in. I was a school kid too. Yeah. Yeah, selling them cards and then oh, I can't remember how many hours I used to work but I guess it was two or three hours and yep. then I'd then get paid in cards which was like the best thing ever and it's such a good way for that company not to pay tax yeah that's right yep. <laughs> not, to, not yep. to pay uh, uh, employee benefits yeah and then then I got to the point where to the I was um, uh, so I caught the bus I went to Faith Lutheran in Tanunda yep um, so yeah this was high school so it must have been 90 to 94 yeah so you're what thirteen to yeah. sixteen? Yep, yep. So then we'd be one hour bus trip to school. So I used to have my folder full of cards, and I used to trade cards, sell cards, and then I started selling cards on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> so then I started. Then I started selling cards. Like my boss at the time, he's like, "Oh, that's really good. Like, you could probably sell cards for us on the bus." I'm like, "Yeah, I can." Unopened packs. And no, no. So it was more the the cards. So yep. so if there was a Michael Jordan. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. We'd have a Beckett guide, yep. which is a pricing guide yep. for basketball cards yep. back then. Yep. It was still around yep. now. I'd have it all in folders yep. and then ticketed with the pricing and I used to yeah. Yeah, sell them on the on the bus. Um, then trade cards myself and I didn't make any money because I just buy more cards for myself. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. it was Do just, you still have any of your cards? Yeah, I've got thousands. Um, and when you, if you listen to a lot of Gary Vee, he talks about basketball cards in the, the 90s, yep. not being worth shit. So yep. that was the time where there was just so many because everyone was into it. Yep. 
that there was there's a bit of money there. But we oh, look, I'd have some. The reason I asked how old you were was because we cards were dominated in my primary school, and I'm 36. Yeah. So when you were in high school, I was in primary school, so it yeah. would have been that same era where it was going hard. So. Yeah, that was great. And that, and that and and when I sort of look back, that sort of did set me up for a lot of things. Now I didn't really realise it until more recently hearing Gary Vee talk about things. I'm like, actually, I used to do that. Well, um, especially considering you were doing it because you loved it, not because it was making you money. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I just spent it all back on basketball cards. And yeah. I just loved it. And I still love now getting those cards out yeah. and still remembering the times when I was selling and trading those cards. Yeah. And I remember the best day ever was when um, I did to get save up some money. Um, I think I actually saved up time. So I said yeah. to him, I want to get a, I want to buy a box, like get a whole box. Yeah. So I remember just, yep, you've got, I don't know, three packs towards a box and then yep. eventually I got the, enough, I guess, hours yeah. work to get a box. Yep. I remember coming home and just having a brand new box and I know, you know, opening yeah. the box up and just opening pack after pack. It's very early. I still remember it's that. Very ga- <laughs> it's very gambly. Like, it is, yeah, absolutely. Like, it really is. I guess really playing is. pokies or yep. playing blackjack, like you get another hand, you get another hand, you get another hand and then you get a jackpot and get yep. whatever, a, a rookie card or a gold card or whatever. Yep. And they know that because when they when on a box and even on the packet and even now with the Pokemon cards and all yeah. that, it'll, and the footy cards now, it'll say you've got a one in 36 chance yeah. or whatever. So and that, and that works for a box. If you've got a box, say, of 36 packs. You're good chance you're going to get what one. What is that they actually guaranteed so the, the, the uh, whole box yeah. will have one yep. whatever card. So if you know if you're working in a store and you see these guys buying packs and you go, okay, no, there's, there's no one, one yet. pack left. You know, um, yep. And it is that, that gambling. Yeah. Oh, could be this pack. Yeah. No, could be the next pack. No, next pack. So, so <laughs> that was obviously high school. Yep. Were you working an actual other job? Yeah, so then, um, then it went to Macca's. So Macca's at Gawler. Yep. Um, Makes so much br- sense. Bring, bring the fry, fry boy. Yep. Um, and I was also on drive through So I was, and I love that place as well. It was great. Um, yep. I think I was 13 or 14. Worked there. Yep. I didn't go crazy there. So I didn't do yeah, 30, 40 hours a week. It was just yeah, five hours a week or 10 hours a week, whatever it was yep. for pocket money. Yep. Or for money, but yep. you don't get paid much back then. Yep. And then I'd spend that money on renting DVDs, or not DVDs, video, VHS. VHS. So I'd just go right down to Gawler on my bike and use the money to watch movies and things. So I was really always into movies. It's for, um, really random. So I know my dad used to live at Gawler, in Gawler East. Yeah. And there was a period there where I raced at the um, Gawler BMX track. Oh, yeah, yeah. As a kid. Yeah. So I know, I remember that that whole when we used to go go to go stay with my dad going to Blockbuster I guess it was back then and actually hiring yep. videos and oh god that feels like a lifetime ago yeah, yeah it does and that was Movie Land at Gawler was a big thing there was a big Movie Land at Gawler yeah. right in the heart of Gawler and um, I just remember just spending that money running down the shops and getting yeah. you know, five weekly movies for five dollars or something Yeah. Um, so that's where the money went but I still wanted to I guess that gave me the drive to still I always just wanted to work because you had things you wanted like you wanted to hire movies, you need money yeah, for Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. So what your parents weren't happily just throwing money at you, like if you wanted something. No, no. Got- I, I'm still pretty lucky though, as in, um, I, I would say I have a sp- pretty sport upbringing. I've got two older sisters. Yep. And so they were 10 years older than me. So they paved the way for you to get away with whatever you wanted. Correct. Yep. Yep. And I, I get reminded of that sometimes yep. uh, by my sisters now. Yep. And it's true. Like I did have it. They're 10 years older than you as in their twins? No, they're like 10 or 11 years, yeah. yeah. So then I came along um, and my dad was in the Air Force, so they moved around a lot until I came along. So they had a life, their school life was just all over the place around around the country and overseas. Um, Whereas when I've come along, 
I think Dad left the Air Force soon after I came along, so then I'm, we were just in Gawla for those next 20 years or whatever it was. Gawla. Um, the exciting yeah. hub of Gawler. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I loved it. I played lots of tennis in Gawler, and I think it's a great place. That I, I don't know what I don't I don't know what it's like now. I guess there's a lot of, um, I guess urban expansion. It has a lot. It's changed but a lot. Back yeah. then, my dad's place was on an acre block up on Cheek Avenue, and it was, yeah. you know, just play outside and yeah, come come inside when it gets dark and yep. you know, but you're still close enough to, I guess go buy whatever you want like you're not in the country but you're kind of in the country yeah that's right and then we had a Macca's when I was you know, so I was one of the oh, I was you know the first of the town to work at Macca's um, it just started back in must have been I remember the, the big outrage about them opening a McDonald's in it Gawler. was yeah, it was yeah because there was no there was no fast food <coughs> yeah. chain there at all and so all of the kind of chicken shop guys and the yep. yeah 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 now look at it. Yeah. I think there's a red rooster there. There's no red roosters anywhere. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? there's lots of different shops there now. So, worked at Macca's. Yep. Um, did you finish high school? Yeah, so finished high school, then went to uni. Yep. Um, and that was the thing. I, I went to uni more because I just thought I should go. Um, I guess my, my parents sort of said, let's go to uni, that's what you do. Yep. And, um, but I never really... Never had a real drive to go. Yep. Um, so just, just the next step. Just the next step. Yeah. When I look back now, and I, and I tell my kids this now, like I'm not going to f- tell them to go. If you don't have a goal of a way you're going, I just, I just don't think don't just don't go. Yeah. Like, just do some work or whatever makes you happy. Chill. Just whatever makes you happy. Working some pubs or whatever. Because yep. um, I really feel like I, I didn't. I was never never keen to study. So once once you go to to uni. No one cares if you're studying or not there. No one cares if you rock up. So yeah. if you're not driven... As long as they get their fees. They don't care. Um, so I enjoyed uni for the, the social aspect and catching up with mates and, and that type of thing. But I was never never great at uni because I just didn't really care What did you go subjects. to study? I did computer science. Yeah. So I thought I was... Any regrets that you didn't finish it? <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, to be honest, I've got like three... Oh, sub- did you fin- I'm, I'm assuming you didn't finish it. No, I didn't but, finish, yeah. but, I, but I've got like three subjects to go. Yeah. Um, so I went from computer science... So, sorry... I actually started with computer systems engineering. That's what I started at, and then realised quickly, quickly that wasn't for me. It was, it was even physics and a lot of like really full on, which I just didn't enjoy. Deep thought stuff. Deep thought yeah. stuff, which I didn't like. Yeah. Then I switched over to um, a, a computer science degree, and even then I still didn't really. I wasn't that keen on that. I thought it'd be cool to you know make computer games or something like that, but it's just yeah. it's not. That's not the reality. Um, and then I stumbled across, so when I was living with a friend, we used to go rent computer games at a shop at Forestville. So they, they used to be, they were one of the first actually to actually rent PC games. So mm-hmm. we could go there and you can rent a computer game. So we were right into computers back then. If you rent a computer game, can't you just download it onto your computer and then it's... Uh, well, it's sort of, you have to have the disc and yeah. things and there's ways you can get around that, yeah. definitely. Um, but we used to go there all the time and then the, the owner of the shop said, oh, do you guys want to work here? We're like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Bit extra good money. So it was um, they rent rent computer games and also back then it was PlayStation One and yeah, just games in general. So that's what they did. They rented games. Did they then, chip PlayStations? Uh, they didn't there. No, no, no. That was a thing, wasn't it? It was a thing. Yeah. yeah. But then there was guys that you know that would come there to rent games. You, you know what they were doing. Yeah. Um, that was open to between ten a.m. to nine p.m. So that sort of suited uni life quite well for us. Yeah. So we'd work there part time. Pretty much ran the shop for quite a while. Yep. The two of us. So very um, early business, like you, 
working in a business and I mean at that point were you running it as a as in you still have to count the till and yeah yeah well that type of thing yeah yep. so that that was just that was um, that was good fun actually because we like new games come out we come home we'd play the games then yeah. we'd go out to the city to the planet and places like that and that get to sleep in and then go to work and I was still at uni yeah obviously you just inject uni there once every now and then yeah that's right yep so show your face yeah so uni really wasn't a big, a big thing for me um, is in, I just didn't give it the attention it deserved. So how far, how deep did you get into uni? Like um, missing how how long's three? So I never went, so I don't even understand. So so then I then I stopped, like def- deferred my course for a while, um, and then this store transferred into selling computers. So yep. from from a game rental store, then started selling bits and pieces. So you know bits of hardware, speakers, and little things like that, because there was a I guess a niche market for that type of product. Yep. And then it turned into a store that rented the computer games rented the Xbox and PlayStation games, but then also started building computers. Yep. Um, so then I started, uh, I guess, managing the store more in you know, ordering stock and doing price lists and doing some web design and stuff for yep. them um, and pricing and, and that type of thing. So in the end, um, and they got another store in the city at that stage. And then I started working there full time. So you need to took a total back step. Yep. Now this is cool fun. I'm enjoying life. Don't really care about uni right now. Yep. And I felt like I was earning enough, so that that was that was all fine. Um, so it seemed pretty pretty cruisy. Did you accumulate a debt for uni? Or yeah, it, yeah, yeah, hex debt. Yeah, yep. so that was just just building Whatever. up, building up. But it's sort of because you don't you don't have to pay much back. It's like and you're also, I guess, <coughs> it's kind of like gently quitting uni. Yeah, correct. So that you so you kind of just let the debt sit there because it's it's probably letting that debt accumulate is probably less pain than actually going and actually committing to quitting and telling your parents that you're not going to go to uni anymore yeah yeah correct yep and that was the thing is is the mindset i was in back then was that i, I didn't like qu- i didn't want to quit yeah but i didn't have the ball to say i i don't even want to do this was it because of your parents you didn't want to let them down or um probably a little bit i guess yeah, yeah. and then probably myself as well i yep. thought oh, okay well i should everyone's doing uni and i should yep. really finish this myself um so then i did that for yeah, nearly seven or eight years I did I managed what was, what was the shop called um, back then it was called Interactive OLE when it first started yep. so Interactive Online Entertainment yep. so which is you know quite unique when you consider that was 19 oh, I don't know what was that early 2000s yep. I guess if you're at uni it might um, have even been I guess you probably worked there from late 90s to early 2000s if you finished yeah, high, so high school probably around the 2000 mark or whatever so that yeah the, um, yeah Tony Brownbill uh, was a was a Two two guys that own own the own the, own the business. Um, yeah, great guys. Uh, uh, one was the nephew of the other, and they actually had the same same name. So it was two Tony Brownbills. Yeah. Um, so they yeah they taught me a lot, and they gave me a lot of leeway to to to, to run the store yep. for them. Um, it, it was actually yeah, it was good times. Just definitely learned a lot about business and about I guess how I'd run a business potentially a little bit differently to, mm. in certain ways. I think and, that's one of the greatest things about working for someone else. Yeah, is identifying what you would do differently. Yeah. Yeah, because the big thing with with those two with those two Tonys is they were, they were so different. One was the entrepreneur, and one was more the the the, the, the money counting sort of side. <laughs> so that was they, they balanced each other out to a certain extent, but they sort of held each other back in a, in a way as well. So it's interesting to see that that link. Yep. And I guess I learned a lot from that. In that, you know, if you if you do want to to grow, you, you need to take risks. You need to have the stock there. You need to get the customer to walk in and go and walk out with with a product. Um, when the competitors are doing that, you can sort of go, well, 
people don't want to wait back then a couple of days. So. so was that because the accountant side of the business was trying to keep inventory low? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Big deal. If you don't have it, you can't sell it. Yeah. And with and, and I guess it's similar now, but back then with with memory and things like that, with computer memory, like it was volatile. So memory prices would change like fuel. Yeah. Like, so you might have stock of thirty-two gig of memory, and it might change tomorrow. To it's gone up in price because there's That's something in Taiwan or whatever, and yeah. It was quite 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 interesting to see how that would change. So I was in charge of okay, what's the sell price and so what if memory was low, you'd buy and then sell. Well, yeah, that, well, you'd like to. You'd like to, yeah. So sometimes we did that, but I can see times that we just didn't do that enough. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then you sort of see the amount of work that would go into building a PC, but the amount of margin was so low. So you can see the trend going away from that and into the the, the brand name products yep. like HP Compaq and well, Acer Michael and those Dell sort did. of things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could see the trend a long time ago yep. into the server side of the business. So what happened? You jumped ship. They fired. Um, yeah, so after after um, seven years, um, I actually went to anywhere. So job came up at anywhere computer accessories, um, which I think they're still going now. Um, um, do you know? Yeah, don't know. Anyway, um, DK does it. No, actually, Jaron does all our computer buying. So, and they were just a computer accessories place, and job came up there, an opportunity came there to, to work there, and I, and I wasn't there long. I was only there six to eight weeks, I think. It wasn't long. Yeah, another job came along, but it wasn't because I didn't like it. It was actually, I actually really enjoyed my time there in more because I the responsibility. It's the first time in years that I could go home. It, it was a strange feeling to go home from work and not think about work so yep. with with the other job because i was in charge of i guess the sales the the, the accounts how the business is running the reporting the website yeah. the pricing i was in charge of everything that i or take it home with me and i'd just be thinking about the orders tomorrow and things i need to do and the stock and the stress of getting the revenue figures and things like that whereas with with computer anywhere computer accessories i was um selling the product but also you know packing the orders and things like that yep. So it's just a just a relaxed. It was just a, such a different atmosphere, and a group got a good group of guys that that worked there as well. But then another job came along. Um, so I wasn't really actually seeking out another job. I was sort of happy there. But then job came um, uh, for Acer Computers. So um, they're a global manufacturer for yep. for computers, so laptops and desktops and things like that, to become a um, uh, I guess a retail channel manager to so look after the retail stores like Harvey Norman, Radio Rentals. Yep good guys and all that to to look after them and be their, be their rep. So basically be their rep for AC computers. So that's something that was sort of different for me, but then I, I got pretty excited about the role. You know, you got car allowance and things like that. I was like, this is pretty cool. So I jumped into that um, and then spent there another seven or eight years there. So um, that was great. Once again, sort of managing, trying to treat treat them like my own business in a way. Yep. Um, but the bit I always struggled with was oh, I'm not, I guess I'm not the typical salesman. Um, so I just see so many fake relationships that just doesn't just didn't really suit my personality. So I, I enjoyed it, but I just knew there's so many, you know, franchisees or whatever at the stores that they didn't really care really. It was just what's in it for them. It wasn't really about relationship building as much as we sort of like trying to pretend it was. It really, really didn't feel like it was. It's probably not the best industry to try and have relationships in. It's, it's not. so, yeah. It, it's it, so much money and such low margins. Such low margins, yeah. So, yeah, you pretend as much as you like, but 
I knew, they knew, I guess, that it was really wasn't the best deal I could give. It, yep. was, it came down the bottom line. Yep. The only exception with that would be, um, which would, was it was Jim Jim at Good Guys at um, at Jeb's Cross. Mm. That was a different store. That store really there was relationships there, and with the, cu- the end users, the customers, with the suppliers, with the staff. Mm. That that was the one unique store I think in the state mm. that you know if you ask any any rep and they will tell you that that was a, a great store. They treated people t- well. Treated people well. And the trust was there. So um, like Jim and George and the couple of guys that I used to deal with, like I wouldn't sell them products that I didn't want to sell them. Yep. So, you know, if my management said, we need to get rid of these products. And if I was like, I don't, I don't really want to sell those products. Yep. I'd tell these guys, look, I'm supposed to be selling you these products, but I, mm. I don't want to. Yeah. Um, and then the, the thing is that trust would build. So then when I had a product like, Guys, this is hot. Like, get them. They'd yep. get them in. I'd help them sell. Yep. It was just a great relationship. And then, you know, they, they made money. We made money. They were, the, they were the, actually the, the number one Acer store in Australia. Mm. Was, it was in Adelaide. They were your client. Yeah. Um, because we had that relationship. And they were, you know, just a great store to visit. Like, Do you think there's a connection between the, your current business name and the, your experiences there? You've used the word trust a lot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. So when I when I when I when I came up with the name, did lots of research into names basically, and you know, realized there's certain names you can just have your own name or. Yep. And I wasn't big on. You know, there's lots of mowing guys that you know, like Adam is mowing or whatever. Yep. I wasn't big on that. Um, so I looked up the keywords that I thought were were important, and that came up as a good solid word, I guess that yep. straight away. But it, I guess that gives that. It's that feeling of trust, which yep. I really wanted to get out yep. there, because from day one I knew I wanted to do a lot of while on social, because I could see that's where no one was really doing it. Yep. And even now, there's not that many guys in my industry doing too much on socials at yep. the moment. Um, well, I guess it's hard when you're if you're the only person working in the company. Yeah, you've got to do all the work and then produce the social and. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, so I did, did that for seven or eight years at, at Acer. Yep. Um, enjoyed my time there, but it was always the, the budgets that like, was just. Man, I just I could have a great month, and it you have a lots of meetings, lots of conference calls about just numbers and spreadsheets and blah blah, which you know we'd have conference calls go for two or three hours sometimes, and it just we just wasn't accomplishing anything. We were just yeah. run, analyzing reports and I, I struggled. And I got, I'm not going into it because I got quite into the spreadsheets. I got really into these spreadsheets and make these great spreadsheets, yeah. and now look at it back now going. What do you? How, what was what was I doing? Like I, I should have been out there building the relationships, and if I had more leeway to do what I want, I would have probably done things differently. But the, the figures would come in. You know, a month that would be like, you know, I don't know. You killed it. Killed it. Right. That was yesterday. So next month yep. is going to be this. And, then, and you don't even get to celebrate. It's no. It's, and then the financial year is the same. June thirty, we did it. Have a drink. All right. July first, we need to start moving. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you're selling to retailers. And you had a big month, and you know, and your management says, oh, "I don't want any excuses." But sometimes there's a good excuse because they've got a lot of stock to yeah. sell, yep. and there's maybe maybe less foot traffic the next month. Yeah, or the economic impact of Christmas or Easter or US dollar or whatever. Yep. Yeah, so many things would impact it, and then it's just that, that constant pressure. It's just just pressure, pressure, pressure. It didn't matter how good you went, the pressure would just go up. So, did you have a, I guess, a moment or? was it starting to get to you or you just kind of was, um, it, was pro- it a bit more gentle than that and you're just like yeah I'm not, this isn't for me anymore and um, combination of two things yeah it probably was getting like that the, the, the money was getting better 
so the the money was you know I, was, I feel like I was on quite good money back then um but I I, I was, definitely wasn't getting the enjoyment out of it mainly because of the the, the pressure and those I guess the, the relationships were just which weren't weren't genuine so yeah. I never really felt it's very a salesy sort of a salesy you know salesperson sort of industry yep. um and that's just not my personality so to be honest i'm sort of surprised i lasted that long in it really. well that's 15 years yeah obviously seven of it hard direct sales and the, the other seven being yeah cool fun sales yeah still correct sales. yeah it is yep yeah so but i just never was that typical okay you need to sell this product no matter what so tell them whatever you need to to sell it yeah. i just never i never did that um which in some ways Oh, I'm, I'm proud that I didn't. To well, be that's so. like we talked about before. You know that you can live happily knowing that you haven't done anything wrong. Yeah, correct. You know, yeah. As far as your values are concerned, and then yep. if if anything pops up in seven years, like the owner of one of those businesses gets caught up in a tax evasion thing, and you're like, I always did the right thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. And, and I think the the one thing that if I look back, I'm thinking about it now. I think the one thing I, I do clearly remember back then, probably 2011, was. I was actually a guy from Radio Rentals, left Radio Rentals and, and started mowing lawns. I'm like, yeah. that'd be, like, you can just, you can just, anyone could do it. Yeah. And he just made the decision that he had enough yep. and started mowing lawns. Like, that'd be pretty cool to just spend days outside because I, I like being outside. Yep. Not cooped in, not writing reports, just yep. doing your own thing. Um, but I didn't think too much of it. So that, that, that sort of took a back, back seat, that idea. Um, and so at that stage, I'd been married for 10, 11 years. Um, my two youngest boys came along. And then 2011, 2012, then, then I got separated. So the separation and then, then divorced. That was sort of the, the I guess, the, the catalyst, I think, mm-hmm. for going, right, here's an opportunity now to just just to start fresh yep. so you know we, we ended on, on good terms and we, we're still we're amicable now yep. um, and I'd been at Acer long enough to have a little bit of long service leave so rather than take the long service leave I took took the money yep. um, it wasn't much it was like you know, 10 grand or something it yep. wasn't, wasn't yeah, a big seven, amount of money seven weeks at 1200 a week or whatever yeah, yep. yeah so it wasn't a huge amount of money but I sort of did the research like you know when, when all this happened I did get down like I was you know getting sad, depressed and those sort of things yeah. and feeling sorry for myself and um, and work at Acer definitely was starting to get harder because I was just you know, feeling you know, sad and sorry for myself yeah. really. Then then I got back, I don't know where it came from but I came back to that thought of that that, that, that lawn mowing side of things and that would have been 2000 and yeah, early 2012 that came along yeah. and I just remember very clearly that this one day I got out of bed and I thought, all right, I'm going to actually take this seriously to see whether I could do this. So I just literally brainstormed the other day, just wrote down notes. I had, had a laptop out, just writing all these different things, researching different companies that I could find, um, put the things I want to buy, goals I had, and I made some phone calls to, to lawn mowing companies and franchises to, to find out how does it all work. And the common thing was most of them, they didn't answer their phones, didn't get back to me. Spoke to a few franchises that wanted to sell me a franchise, and I, and I, yeah, the value of them was like thirty grand. And when I found out what they offered, I was thinking, "Geez, for thirty grand, I'm not getting much for my thirty grand, besides a number, a name, and a 
basic trailer and we're without customers so it wasn't it wasn't here's a whole pile of customers yeah. go make some money it was here's a number we'll, we'll, you'll get some customers when they call yeah. we'll help you build it over the next couple of months and and some even had they guaranteed pay but you had to pay more for the guaranteed pay you pay and I was like that doesn't make so sense you, you, it was your money just getting given back to you yeah yeah. <clears throat> which probably works well for people financing to buy that because then they reverse finance yeah I, I could see why they do it yeah. but then I, the more research I did that day like it was literally just one day of just just going going crazy trying to figure out whether it's um, whether it's doable or not and the more the day went on I just remember getting more and more excited thinking there's a great opportunity here because um, I just felt like the social media side of thing wasn't getting done at all there's was, there was barely any I could find on there at all and once I said calling him up and no one was getting back to me I'm like well I think there's a there's a market here yep. so I remember clearly going to you know, my parents saying I'm going to start a, a lawn mowing business and you know they were shocked but they also said do you think it'll work I said well yeah have a look at this I've just done some research on it I think this is going to work they must have had some I guess foundation laid for you doing shit like that though like selling basketball cards on a bus at 13 is not normal behavior yeah <laughs> I guess yeah so. yeah so that, and I think it's what for the first time in a long time I remember just being excited about yeah. like I couldn't wait to do it like I, and then, then from that moment every every moment I spent do you still wake up feeling like that yeah yeah, yeah more, more than ever now you've got bigger plans more than ever yeah, yeah. Um, like I just I can't wish I had more time like yeah. I just want to do there's so much I want to do yeah. so from then on I just um, did the research and started the you can look at my ABN you'll see that I registered straight away yep. registered the business name started the Facebook page and yeah never never looked back and, the, and I was thinking about this last night in that I've never for a second doubted that it was going to work like how I much just, money do you think you made in your first week not much 50 bucks probably yeah Yeah. I remember the, one of the biggest jobs I did back then was a, I remember this job was $200 at two wells I was there for days because you quoted well. 200 like yeah. I'll get this done in a day I'll get half a day 200 yep. bucks yep. but I was still happy as anything yep. like, and you work it out if it's 200 bucks for a couple of days yeah but yeah. It, was, it, was a, it was a hard job must I look they would have been laughing then, like, <laughs> they were the other guy quoted 600 dollars <laughs> nice I remember having a drink with them after they're like come and have a drink they probably felt like, bad like, this yeah. guy needs a drink yeah but I remember being so excited because like she had made 200 dollars from from nothing really like I remember it. those feelings it's uh, we, we obviously I installed before we opened the shop and I remember those little like those one that job where you made $600 in a day and you're just like like this yeah you know it's it's hard to replicate like yep. even now you make a certain amount in a certain period and it's not the same no because you've kind of I don't know you become desensitized to that to you that do feeling a you do bit, which is yep. sad but yeah because I you know set budgets and things now which I try to try to meet and yeah. targets and things um, so yeah, I never, I never had any doubt that it was going to work. And then I knew the more, more I worked, the the more more work would come. So I really focused on reviews back then, or yeah. and now. Well, um, I was I looked at your socials. It seems like you're quite conscious of your reviews being up there. Yeah, yep. Um, so that was a big focus on making sure I was people had the opportunity to, to review. Yep. Because my big thing is if, if you know it, some of these guys hide behind their name, like a lot of people hide behind the name that yep. you can't put reviews or some of the franchises that I experience um, with, with dealing with customers they they just don't rock up or whatever yeah. they're, not, they're not that worried about what someone's going to say yep. whereas 
you've got the ability to write whatever you want on my page. Yeah. Um, so if I do something wrong, which occasionally I do, yeah. you've got the ability there to, to tell everyone about it. Yeah. Which is, you know, if, you, if you're doing the wrong thing, it's going to backfire pretty quickly. Yep. But if you're doing the right thing, it's just going to explode your business yep. because people see the genuine reviews and feedback. And, and as a business owner, it's, the, it's, the, it's an incredible feeling to get someone that takes the time. To <coughs> so what, for people that are listening that are running a business um, that aren't, I guess, targeting reviews, what, what does that look like for you? Like, are you actually asking people to give you reviews, emailing it out after you invoice them? Yeah, on the invoice, it's, it's a link on there. Occasionally, I'll just follow up with, you know, had everything go. Um, I'd appreciate if you if you get a chance to yep. write a review because it genuinely helps my business. Yep. And you know, ninety percent of the time, the people that have like I'm talking to about that to get a review from, that's how they found me. Okay. So often the Google reviews are a big one for me. Yep. So a lot of quotes I do, I found you on Google. I can see you've got you know, 40, 50, five star reviews. Yeah. So that's how they found me. So it's it's easy for them to write a review because they appreciate that's what helped them find me in the first place. So it's just, you know, repeating the, the favor, I guess. Have you looked at any other, I guess, review sites? I think something popped up on my feed yesterday about, I think it was called Trustpilot, where they obviously feed information back to Google and help with your SEO. Yeah. Have I've, you I've, ever looked at anything like that? I have that? looked at them, but I yep. still I still like the old school Facebook and, and Google. Because it is what it is. It is what it is, yep. Um, Whereas I think even myself, I see some of those, you know, those products that are selling this and like... Yeah. We don't know if they're genuine or I don't if, they're, if, they're genuine. if they're third party paid. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sticking to my guns at this stage with, with Facebook and Google. Because yep. um, that's, that's how I work when I look at other yep. businesses too. I sort yep. of, I really see that for what it is. Um, and the interesting thing is with the Google reviews, actually even the Facebook reviews too, is, is the amount of effort people do go. Some, yep. some of the ones, reviews I read myself almost wouldn't believe that I haven't scripted them like that oh that you haven't scripted like it, it for like your it, it's client. just incredible the effort people will go to, to say thank you yep. for, the, for the job yep. um, you just can't write write them any better than, yeah. than some of them it's, it's great so I know I try to re- re- do that myself when I have a good experience with the business I'm really trying to make the effort to go you know what that was a great experience today I like um, that I think more people should do it. It's it's people are so quick to write a negative review, yeah, because that's their like I get to shoot something back yep. at these people, yeah. But there's no shoot something good back at the people as a thank you. And it's the best fit. Like it is, it's the best feeling. Like as a business owner, when you get someone that's taken the time to say something good about you, yeah, or your business, it's just it's that buzz. Like so, 2012 started the business, yep. on your own, yeah. And then did you have you ever had staff? Do you have staff now? Yep. So, um, so through the whole process, my my dad's been awesome. So, my dad's retired. Um, he's seventy two or seventy three now. Um, so any time a big clean up came or I just got too busy, he'd just come along and help me. Yep. So all throughout the last seven or eight or six, 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 five, six years, I guess he stopped stopped recently working with me. But um, so I really couldn't have done it without him. Yep. Like if he didn't help me on those days where, you know, I, I committed to jobs or whatever, he'd come in and just just be like a workhorse and just just did it yep. um, never complained just just incredible support you know yep. um, getting all that work done I guess if he's ex-Air Force he's probably got a certain uh, attitude about life yeah you know, and that's the thing like my dad's always been like that with, with all us kids he just you know we need to move house okay let's come move your stuff like it, both my parents are just so supportive in that way yep. just do not complain they'll just help you out yep. help anyone out do they still live in Gola? No, they moved no. recently. Um, they put a new house at yep. Paravista. So, yep. Yeah, they moved recently. That's close to you? 
Yeah, yeah, that's cool. super close. So the kids are close. Yep, yep, that's yep. great. Yeah, that's great. So then, and then, um, and my nephew worked for me a little bit, sort of just randomly, like ca- casually. Um, so once again, clean ups or had busy days. The one mistake I probably made back then, though, is is in hindsight, I got him to work with me to make my day easier. But then I'd have days where I didn't have jobs, like the day wasn't full. So that's that's a mistake. Looking back now, I definitely so you'd made hold him over. So he'd be working, and you'd just be working less. So you'd be yeah. So the next day I might less. have less jobs, and I'd have the afternoon off yep. to do other things. And then if you're not, I'm different now because I, I don't run the business for longer. But back then, it's easy to get lost in the figures. So I wouldn't ah, it's just fine. Them getting the bills paid, etc. Yep. But then you sort of realise the end of the end of financial year. Okay, well, I probably didn't make as much money as I should have. And yep. then why do I have that? day off here and there when so I shouldn't have really had him on in, in hindsight I think there's no wrong with that though like you obviously learned from it yeah it probably gave you time on your own yeah just to think which yep. as business owners we don't get yeah um, so you probably look at it and go I, I didn't make I made 20 grand less than I should have but yeah do you need like does it make a difference now no like, and you've learned from it and yeah and it did, did help me definitely look at you know how to hire and things like that yeah um, so then he moved into state, and then I thought, oh, you know, I can I need to be more efficient. So I started moving to more moving to efficiency. Yep. Um, so trying to you know reduce travel a bit yep. and just be a bit different with the type of jobs that I was choosing. Yep. Um, and then once again, my dad was still all this process though. So I'd have my have my regulars. I'm you know slowly building up my regular customers. Then I get a big cleanup come in for a one or two day cleanup, for yep. example. And then be like, shit, I need to get this done somehow and do my regulars. So then dad can you come in and help me nope always say yes um pretty happy to get out of the house yeah to a certain extent but you know like i pushed him pretty hard to be honest and he just just he's just a workhorse he'll just do it it was it actually my mum says now and and i and i can you know i see it now that yeah it it was he he definitely was fitness wise yeah definitely good to him to get out even just the the mind like my father-in-law worked here for a long time on like two or three days a week as a delivery driver and I think he's still on the books like we can call him in yeah and I think there's I think he misses it sometimes I think yeah. there's days where he's, he's like do you need me to like I can come in Friday if you like because I think one of the guys is off tomorrow and I mentioned it to Chris and said look if you need to Steve will come in because yeah. it becomes Groundhog Day in retirement for a lot of people yeah yeah absolutely and, and so just something different you know and those guys that are in their six, I mean he's in his 60s so he's still young he doesn't complain he comes to work your dad would have been the same yeah absolutely early doesn't take a break to the point that it kind of makes them ill because they're not drinking any water because no one drinks water if they're born prior to 1960 <laughs> yeah, or, or whatever and it was just yeah yeah i love having him around like yeah it's um it's kind of calming for some of the team as well to have i guess more senior staff because yeah i don't know our dynamics quite young and it changes things but yeah i think i think you're right i think you're right so currently no staff and i have i've just so uh so uh, Alex, he's my nephew. He's got his own business now. So yep. he, um, about a year ago, came back from from interstate. Yep. And I said to him, you know, I've got, definitely got some work for you, some casual work, um, some contract work. So started doing because my I've got 140 something regulars now. So it's really come to the point where I, I need I need help to keep up with. That's a round on its own, like yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, about 140 now. Um, regulars like two weekly three weekly customers yep. um so then when, when jobs come in so new jobs are you know cleanups and things like that which are a bit bigger it's getting really 
a lot more difficult to fit those in yep. in, in, my, in my schedule. So then I brought him on board and I, as soon as I got him on, um, so contracting him out with me, he, I, I shared all the Gary Vee stuff. So I really, I guess, took him on board to want to help show him that I'm going to listen to heaps of books now yep. and, and podcasts and things like that. Let's, yep. let's get into it. Let's, let's, let's try and get you to grow. And, and that's what's happened over the last year. And then I encouraged him to start up his own his own business, um, which he's done now, a garden maintenance business. Yep. Um, which in some ways, I, I sort of shot myself in the foot a bit because, um, but, uh, but I've enjoyed that, that it's process. It's the right thing to do. It, it, it is. And that's, I've loved, loved it because I've seen him, you know, he was working in abattoirs before he came on board, whereas now he's a business owner. Yep. Listens, he's you know, 23, I think. You know, listen Imagine to audio books, listen to Gary Vee. All these sorts of things he's doing now, Facebook advertising, you know, you know all that sort of stuff he's learnt about, yep. which I've helped him grow, which yep. is, is super exciting because it's just the best feeling to see someone's confidence grow yep. and then when the results come in, um, so I you know, hand him jobs that I can't do or yep. that aren't in my area and things like that. Yep. So And I still contract him out now, generally one day a week yep. or just odd jobs that I need, need done in, in different areas. Yep. Um, but then I've, now I've needed to scale because I just can't, I just can't keep up with it anymore. So what do you, what do you? So I've, so I've hired someone now. So, um, my mate Damien from Virtual CIO referred me to um, Job Prospects, yep. and so they they look after um, people that are basically looking for looking for work yep. and trying to get it, get them into roles. They'll train them up into whatever you need, yep. and then you know, give you the subsidies to take them on board. Yep, Long term unemployed or yep whatever. Yep. So I went to them and they gave me a few resumes and I yeah, got someone on board, yep. tr- tried him out for, I don't know, four weeks, I think. And and it's worked out really well. Yep. So now I've got, got him on board. Yep. Um, so the idea is to, to, to obviously train him on the job. Yep. And then hopefully, I'd really like to, by, by the start of next year, have him running those rounds, have, you know, have a car, have a trailer. Yep. So he wakes up in the morning, gets his jobs. Yep. He's done. You don't have to think about it. End of the day, how'd you go? Bill, Correct. bill, bill, fix, complaint, yep. issue, fix. Yep. Done. Then yep. you can start. Yep. yep. So, uh, and that's, I guess, why I'm not posting as much as I I, I, I know I want to be and yep. things like that to grow because I, I, I don't want to risk not being able to do the work because yep. it, it's, it's tight now as it is in, in getting back to everyone, getting back to the quotes. Like fitting quotes in is quite difficult um, when you've got 140 regulars or so yep. to, to manage to then spend time to, to quote, quoting especially yeah. when it's not daylight saving yep. once daylight saving comes in it's a lot, it's a lot easier because I can quote after hours yeah um, can you quote digitally I don't like to know because no. um, <clears throat> actually I don't at all pretty much I, I say no to people that say no it's only, I'll send you some photos yeah because because you want to go have the face to face or there's pitfalls both yep. so I like the face to face but I also I like to see the job for myself yeah. Because you, 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 yeah, you, you don't you, know about the access on the gate or the thing, or yep. the, yeah, okay. yeah, and it might look sort of shortish, and then it's like, oh, oh shit, wow. it's really long, yep. or it's really weedy, or, yep. and those things can make a big, big difference to how long that job takes. Yep. Um, and then I can just quote better. So what are you when you, I guess I've got I've got thoughts going in heaps of different directions yep. around questions. Uh, what's the long term goal scale wise? Like you, you want to turn this into a, a big company and have lots of guys doing stuff, or is this just a stepping stone towards? whatever or uh, I think a combination of both so in the last particularly probably the last six months we'd have really <coughs> I guess really ramped up 
you know, listen to different people, you know, Gary Vee style things, but also just different, a lot of different books recently about scale and, um, you know, about getting your time back, working, you know, on the business, not in the business and, and those sort of topics, which is just a common factor in, in pretty much all the successful people that I follow. It's just a common message that you, you basically need to scale the business um, unless you want to keep doing those like mowing lawns all day yep. long. Um, and then I want, you know, I want to have holidays and things like that. So scaling is definitely what I'm, what I'm looking at now. Yep. Um, and I'm not sure like whether it could be franchise options. Maybe I'm not sure about that. Um, or it could just be just, just having different rounds in different areas. Yep. Because one thing I do know is there's a lot of work out there. There's a, there's a, there is a lot of work and out what, there. Work that's not being, um, met by standards that you believe that that are available or yeah that that and just you know in our industry we're not getting back to customers enough like and the consistency is really poor what do you think the biggest i guess challenges are going to be for your scaling i have a sense for what i think the answer is going to be but what do you what do you what do you worry about like what's what's stopping you from having five times the size business you've got um the moment is probably time to get people trained up to how I want them to be. Because yep. um, I'm not, I'm not a, I don't know, could, this could just be me thinking in, in the wrong direction, but I'm not a big fan of hiring, sort of hiring people doing, I need to break their habits. I'd rather pick, you know, hire some young guys that yep. I can, you know, create good habits from day one. Yep. Um, like for example, my nephew Alex. Like I can send him to jobs now, and I, I know he's going to do. I know he's going to do a good job. He does a great job. For as him. well as be polite to the client. Yeah. Not drop oil on the driveway. All those yep. little micro details that the micro details you're conscious of. Yeah. Absolutely. And yep. and the thing I'm big on is if you do stuff something up, don't hide it. Just just let's talk about it yep. and, and talk to the, the the customer about. You know what I mowed you over your your um sprinkler head. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'll, I'll get it fixed. Yeah. Rather than Shoot, I'm gonna. I don't want to tell the boss me. that I've. Yeah. I, just, just fix it. Like it's no, no big deal. Yep. Um, so those little things, I, I want to, you know, get people trained up to that level. Um, and to be honest, I don't think it's a crazy hard thing to do. Yep. Um, so Jason, my, the, the new guy that's come on now, he's he's edging as good as me already. Like, yep. it, it's not. If you want to do it and you want to learn and you want to listen, I think it's definitely. R- r- um, easy to, to to grow that skill because there's not what a tertiary qualification for what no. you do is there so you kind of have to create your own um, handbook as such correct and that that's this is the bit I'm working on at the moment is procedures yep. so in order to scale I need to have things scalable and so the procedures on you know how to edge and, and what the expectations are yep. per job and for their overall visit expectations of dealing with customers um, dealing with complaints and things like that so I'm in the process now of writing that as well as running the business and as well as doing the work that'll become valuable that document will become it's going to be great yeah yeah. so so I've started the process already I've just um, upgraded all my systems to Office 365 and and using proper cloud based not just so I was going to ask you I guess my two directions were what are you looking to do and then I was like all right so now let's what about the, what are the nuts and bolts of the business so yeah office 365 yep. um so you're using outlook for your email yep yep so you know google drive no I was all google, google Docs. But yep. recently so you've all everything across yep okay cuz we're google yep and the, the, I I don't I mentioned this just for anyone listening that might benefit we're using google drive for all of our cloud storage yep 
and we've I've recently authorized our IT to get Microsoft licenses for everyone. Yep. For the Outlook, Word, and Excel. Yep. Um, we thought Google would be fine because Google is such a powerhouse, and that we could use Sheets and what is it called? Yeah. Numbers. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. The world's still using Excel and Word. Yeah. You can't have multiple uh, inboxes on Google as well as you can on Microsoft Outlook. So we're using yep. Google as our email server yep. and Outlook as our front of house, I guess. Yep. So it's it's costly because I'm paying double subscriptions. Yep. But for what we're doing, it's fine for the turnover that we've got and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I, so I've recently, I was doing exactly the same. So I was using actually Gmail for everything, like yep. Google for everything, my, my web host, um, domain hosting and yep. all that, email hosting. Whereas... Um, so my friends are in writing IT. So yeah. to Damien from Virtual CIO, he's yeah. he's right into all that, and we have a workout once a week at my house. We do gym stuff and we yeah. just talk yeah. about business yeah. and things, and those sort of things. Up, and I'm yeah. like, I really want to get once again think about scale. Yeah. So if I want to scale the business, I need to have these these things in place yeah. to make that you know make that process as smooth as well, possible. Well, moving later, like if we were trying to move from Google across, like it's 15 users and there's files everywhere. Like yep. it's messy. Yep. So even even because I've got the IT background, I've I set up all that yep. myself. So um, now going on three six five, it's great because I have Teams. Like I can do the Microsoft Teams. What are you using for storage? Um, the OneDrive. Yeah. Do you like it? It's fine. Yeah. I don't think it's as good yeah. as Google. It's like saying, oh, he's harmless. No, like, <laughs> I, I think it's um, once you use the whole package, yep. you, you'll see the benefit. Is of it that. search powerful? Because that's the one thing I love about Google, our drive, like the search and Google a Gmail search when you're trying to find stuff in an email. It's it's pretty good now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's so many different apps or yeah. so many different bits of the software now with Microsoft, yeah. which you won't even probably know about until yeah. you actually delve into it. Yeah. Actually, I think Delve is actually a thing. Yeah. There's actually one called Delve, which um, okay. Then it looks at all your different things and and put, puts them together. Well, I might need to talk to you more about this after. I think. Um, yeah, we we need to make some big decisions, especially with what we're about to do. So this this it's worth doing. Um, once again, the procedures. Then you've got you can write your your manuals. You might have could be just uh, serving customers at your yep. landscapes. So you can invite any users that you want to have access to that document. Yep. They can then put their own feedback to oh, so that it's document. Like crowdsourced. Yeah. Document internal sort of thing. Yep. And there's also internal apps we can build like. A, yep. To do all sorts of crazy things, and there's, yeah, it's 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 I, worth looking into. I just backed Google to beat Microsoft in that space. Yeah, eventually. Was the oh, yeah, was they're the gonna beat them. They're gonna beat them. They have to. It's Google. Yeah, like, uh, but now because it's all subscription based, it's um that pisses me off. It's but it, it the way they've done it, it's 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 it makes sense. It's good. F- makes sense for them. Yeah. They get recurring income. Yeah, and you can't ever leave. Yeah, <laughs> you stuck, you're, you're stuck in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what are you using for invoicing and accounting? So invoicing, it's an interesting thing at the moment. I'm, I've been using a software called Jobber for the last couple of years. And it's, been, it's been fantastic. Um, does you know scheduling, invoicing, uh, routing. So it'll, it'll work out routes between jobs yep. and I can just drag and drop them into different locations. Yep. And then I'll be using uh, account, uh, Zero as the... They, they communicate with each other? They communicate. Is that subscription-based Jobber? Yeah, yep. 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 So the only thing that's happened recently is they're a Canadian-based company, Sorry. and they've they've cut their um, their ties with Zero. Oh shit! So I was like, oh, that's great. Um, so they use QuickBooks. So I'm guessing in America, cutting your ties with Zero is like, I I would say opening one of your biggest arteries and just. Well, I guess yeah. I'm not sure what the reasoning is behind it is. I'm guessing it's maybe in the states and in 
Canada that maybe there's less people using Zero. I'm not too sure. Wow. So I was like, okay, I need to switch to QuickBooks. Yeah. Uh, which has been a bit of a bit of first a bit of, time experiencing QuickBooks. Yeah. Because I used QuickBooks as a on a disc on a CD oh, yeah. Yeah. in 2004, five, six. So I'm super familiar with it. WaterPro's first year or two was QuickBooks. Yep. Or Fluid Designs at the time. Yep. So I liked it. Yep. You can't no, ch- you can't change anything, but no, it's, it's definitely. Well. Not as probably user friendly as Zero has been. Yeah, and so I'm learning a bit about that. Um, but I've also been talking um, about another program, which is an Australian one called Service Mate, yep. which I've heard of people in the industry use. So I'm actually looking at that now. Okay, potentially so switching. Drop, drop Jobber to pick uh, Service Mate up, maybe to pick up Zero again. Yeah, <laughs> go back to Zero. Okay, because it's only been two months since I stopped using Zero, so it's a bit of a bit of, a bit of a pain. And you're um, like having Zero, like I want, I need some Zero. Well, it's more <laughs> some of the benefits of this new service mate app look yeah. look pretty good, yeah. and the amount of add-ons that it's got. Um, once again, it's the scalability. It's got built-in stuff for, for franchising yeah. and things. Um, it can do quotes that will then, based on your location of where you put that quote into who it will go to. So if I've got say multiple guys working for me, if a quote comes in from say Gawler. Yeah. And I've got guys working at Google that they'll get that quote yep. automatically because it's based on... The so that you don't have code. to get your fingers on it. It's, yeah. yeah. It automates a lot more. There's less admin. Less admin. Yep. Because yep. okay. the, the tricky thing is getting back to people quick enough. Um, because while you're mowing lawns for 30 minutes, you could lose a job? Potentially, yeah. yeah. Um, for fickle people. For a fickle... Yeah. yeah. But but so that's in some some ways, I, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not after every job. And they're the ones you want to lose, the ones that can't wait for 30 minutes for you to get Correct, back to Correct, yeah. Because to be honest, I mean, I get it quite regularly that can you just do... Can you, I mean, we've done things on tomorrow. I've got an inspection tomorrow. One off. One off. I, I, Want it I, cheap. Probably won't pay you. And and, and I, I'm that busy. I can't fit it in anyway. Generally. Yep. So, and and my sort of opinion on that is, if you've got a business that can always fit that job in, you say, why? Like, why can they fit their job? Well, in? there's two reasons. You don't have any customers, or you've got 400 staff. Yeah. And there's always going to be that because you've got such capacity to do it. So. Yeah. The um, so, so that software, hardware wise, um. I'm interested. This is just like for my own sickening. Um, are you Apple or Android? Um, well, that's, that's another thing about that software. So I'm yeah. Android. Yeah. But Service Mate only uses Apple. Wow. So I'm in the process now of going, do I switch? And I need to make a big switch. I need to get to Apple phones and all that type of thing. Yeah. So, um, big changes. Yeah. So I'm Yeah. I'm not sure. We'll okay. know, I'll know that probably the next week of whether I'm going to switch or not. Yep. Um, but I'm looking probably likely to switch, I think. Yep. Um, it's going to be a pain. I, I didn't really want to, but I think the, the, the overall yep. result is going to be going to be worth it once yep. again for the scaling and seeing what ServiceMate will do. So going leaving Google and Android and going Microsoft and Apple. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Jump and ship. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite lawnmower? Oh, yeah, the Honda. The Honda. Is that like a thing in the industry? Like Pretty much. Yeah, they're just the, they the work, workhorse. Yep. 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 There's a few other brands. Um, yeah. And you know, I chat to a few guys, quite a few guys on on the socials as well. That sort of talk to me, and I talk to them interstate yep. and things. And that that's it really is the workhorse. Yep. There's other brands that have good features and things, but if you want one that just goes and goes and goes, you go the Honda. That's what I used at the at Lawnfest last year. One of the guys up there, one of the franchisees. Well, no, he's not a franchisee. He's a mowing contractor. He had three Hondas up there. I didn't bring a mower, obviously. We yeah. You know, we bought a bought a camera, didn't bring a mower. <laughs> so yeah, um, they always use the two one sixes, which is the the big commercial it was, one. Yeah, it felt it was yeah heavy as all hell. Yeah, but um, that because they're self propelled, I guess it's not. Yeah, 
not so big a deal. And the, the, the only one I've destroyed was one that I didn't forgot to check the wheel and oh. I blew up the motor. But that was purely my fault. <laughs> so, Blower? Uh, I got steel. Whipper snipper? Steel, yeah. Yep, so that's in that kind of handheld stuff, it's steel. I've moved to steel. I, I used to use um, the Honda four stroke things yep. when I first started. I had a lot of Honda stuff. Yep. Um, and back then, steel was really, really pricey. Mm-hmm. So you'd almost pay double. Yeah, back in 2012, 13, for yep. not maybe not quite double, but nearly double for yep. a still. So they're really, you know, when you're starting up a business, it's like, oh, shit, is it that good? I can make this last a year or two until we actually make some money. Yeah, yep. 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 And the difference with the four-stroke is you need to you need to um, check the oil, yep. the oil in it and things like that, whereas two-stroke, you need to obviously mix the fuel. Yep. But then probably two, maybe three years ago, um, I think I know someone else mentioned about the steel. I started seeing still a bit more. Mm. When I got some prices, I'm like, okay, might as well, I need a new one. Might as well try the still out. And yeah. I was really impressed with the power and yeah. the weight and all that with the still. Yeah. And it, mixing the true stroke didn't bother me. Um, Which it would bother some people. Some people, yeah. Can't be bothered, yeah. But I don't know. I, I mix it once a week. Yeah. So I, I go through that much fuel yeah. in a week. So everything else is still now. So head trimmers, pulses, yeah. it's, it's all just still. Secateurs? Uh, I've just got some fiskers. Yep. Yeah. But I think I'm, I'm actually looking to. The problem I've got is I, in the moment I use them sometimes to dig a weed out or something like that, which, <laughs> which I shouldn't. Yep. So I want to get a good set, but then I need to make sure I break that habit of... So you buy like a hundred and, I don't know, whatever dollar set. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you can't start opening bottles and... Oh, even the Fiskars I've got are probably a yeah. hundred dollar set, but there's, yeah. um, there's some Japanese, really nice, these Japanese, yeah. like a samurai sort of sword. Almost like for um, bonsai. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But apparently they're supposed to really stay sharp for a yeah. you know, really long time. They look pretty cool. Um, and there's another Swiss brand, I think Felker, I think it's called, yep. that they say is you know, the bee's knees of snips. So, <laughs> but I need to break that habit of <laughs> digging, digging out dirt. And and <laughs> you know. um, how's your garden at home? What's that? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, you, you do, ah, oh, I reckon I've seen you, you yeah, one of your videos of your front yard. So yep. you're not one of the mechanics that doesn't service their car kind of thing? No, you, no, because uh, we live um, opposite a park as well. So we're like a dead end street and there's a busy park across yep. the road. We've got tennis courts and. Yep. Um, basketball court and all that type of thing across yeah. the road so I think it's important definitely for me to have that you know do you have a sign in your front yard no I don't no. you've got to do that yeah <laughs> I don't actually have my trailer sign at all I noticed that when you pulled up I was yeah. kind of curious to is, it's one of the silly things I don't know why I've never done it I've got a um, landscape contractor that we've been dealing with for like, nearly the whole time we've been open who does some pretty mental like big jobs like yeah. you know like big jobs and he doesn't have signs anywhere. Yeah. And only now is he starting to like, yeah, maybe I should probably put some stickers on my car. Like, because you haven't needed the signs. No. But it doesn't mean you won't. Correct. So. And I'm, I'm, I've got a few quotes at the moment. So um, probably the next week or two, I'll have them finalized. Yep. Um, so Get what I'm doing- TikTok is, logo on there. Well, yeah, that's it. Yep. I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. It's gonna be cool when you see it because yep. it's not going to be, I'm not spending a lot of money on this trailer. Yep. Um, but there's no, I'm not going to list any services like, People know what I do. Yeah. People know I mow lawns, I yeah. edge lawns, and other things. And I, don't, I don't, to me personally, I don't see the value in put, listing all the things that I do. Yep. All it's going to have is the, the the logo, the brand at Trusted Garden, at Trusted Garden, and TikTok, Facebook, Insta, LinkedIn, yep. Yep. all those things. Just just the logos, and, that, and that's it. Really simple. I'm probably not going to have my phone number on there. Are you producing much content on LinkedIn? Not a great deal. No, no. That'd be interesting because obviously a lot it, of professional it works, people. Like, yeah, works. I was going to say professional. The stuff I have done has worked. Yeah. Um, and it's more about the personal, your personal, LinkedIn's not really, 
pushing the business pages at this stage. It's, yeah. it's more your personal and putting out articles and videos. So if yeah. you do videos, they, they, they LinkedIn will respond really well to promoting your videos. Yeah, they're probably, I guess, algorithmically trying to grow that that's exactly, part of their... Yeah. And that's what Gary's talking about is is, <coughs> is do that because at the moment they're, they're really yeah, trying rewarding to get people it, yeah. to, They're rewarding it big time. Yeah. Um, and you'll get posts that might appear two days later will come back in your feed. Um, whereas, you know, Insta and Facebook, it just yeah. disappears and it's gone. Once yep. you've... It's gone, it's gone. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there'll, there'll be a lot more content on that that I plan to do. So if Gary V stopped producing content tomorrow, who yep. would you be spending most of your time listening to? Uh, I listen to a bit of Kerwin Ray. Um, a bit of everything, really. I listen to a lot of different things. Yep. Um, Are you a Grant Cardone fan? Um, I'm not sure yet. I'm trialling him out. So I, I, I did enjoy what he spoke about on, on Monday, he's a very energetic human being. So, yeah, he is. Um, but yeah, he's definitely an interesting guy. Like I, I've got more time for him now than I did have yep. bef- before then. And, and same with um, his wife. Yep. She gave a, like a fantastic presentation on Monday. Yep. Um, so I went there with my wife on on Monday, yep. and I think that's she got the most out of Elena's presentation, just talking about, um, you know, su- supporting this bit like the business yeah so you know grant cardone's like a, a bazillionaire yep. um and she, early, early on she was more about you know I'm, I'm i'm a woman i'm strong i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna make his dinner and that type of thing but then she sort of just changed going you know what like this is this is what i want we're doing I, this is what we're doing as a family and as a even the the kids are involved in in the business and i saw that i saw a snap a instagram post of them on stage talking so yeah he brought the kids out so it was it was really really interesting to hear him say that and, and just really treat it as not he's not better than me or anything like that but that, that's a, a common goal we've got their goal is i think it's eight billion people they want or seven billion people to know his name that's his goal it's the world yeah minus a hundred thousand <laughs> a million minus a mil and that's like what they're trying to living in the brazilian rainforest yeah <laughs> just firing arrows at helicopters <laughs> just like who yeah <laughs> so that's their goal so that was interesting to, to see that so i've yeah, my thoughts on him has changed, so I'm still open about him. I was deep into to the 10x stuff, and then kind of, I don't know, just got too full on for me. It is pretty full on. I can, I can see that, and I can see, I can see even just at Gary the thing on Monday. The people there that are those salesy people that I've yep. dealt with in the past, and they're there to see Grant Cardone. Yeah, and they're not my people, yep. like because they will do anything to get the sale, yep. whether it's the right or wrong thing to do. Yep. Um, whereas that's that's not what I'm about. No. And I'm, that's, I'm all, that's why you resonate with Gary, big time. Because um, that's just yeah, doing, it. and it just pays off in the end. It just will. Yeah, it'll pay off in the end anyway. Long term, people economic. have that trust, and obviously the brand name is, is sort of what I'm focusing on. So if you could give, and this might be a high number, but if you if you were to give five books to your children to read, and you could only give them five books for the for their life, what what do you think you'd be? What are the books yep. that have kind of I, I think crushing it, like Gary V's crushing it. Um, <laughs> There's one. That, that's that's the first <laughs> one we prepared. That's the first one a book I read from him, and it's interesting because I, I didn't. I, I like I listen to all my books. I don't physically read them. Yeah. Um, in that, I didn't like him until probably halfway through, and then I started realizing he's not saying you have to not sleep or you don't have to work every second of your life, but but don't complain about it. Like if you're not working hard, then don't complain about things. Like yep. Don't complain that you don't have money or you don't yep. have time or things like that. So he's not all about you have to work twenty hours a day. It's not yeah. not about that. 
um, it's just about giving you the motivation to, to realise you can do it just do these consistent things and work hard and don't waste your time watching crap on TV or whatever yep. you can achieve those goals yep. so that one um, David Goggins I don't know if you heard of David Goggins I have and I haven't watched anything that, that, that book um, uh, You Can't Hurt Me Yep, that's a just an incredible, incredible book, and it's just definitely follow him on Instagram. Him on Instagram, he um, he he tells it how it is. Yep, he's got, he doesn't follow anyone, like, and that's how he is. Like, he genuinely is like that. So, um, my eldest Jack, he's he's read the book. He's thirteen. He's yep. he's read the. I've given. There's a lot of swearing and stuff in it, but it's it's definitely worth. <laughs> I've got a message. I've got a Jack who's six who knows all those words. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, David Goggins would be another one. Um. Uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That, that's that's a, a big book, book for me. So that's I think it was actually the first book I audio audio book I read, which is yep. a pretty full on book. Like it's, it, it sounds really boring, and some parts of it really are. Yep. Um, but if you start implementing the things that are spoken about in the book, um, and it's a bit of a monotonous sort of tone, the guy that reads the book yep. on, on Audible, but um, if you start implementing those things, you know you, you'll, you'll see big changes. Yep. Um, Another one was probably a recent one was Atomic Habits. Uh, I think James Clear, I think it is. That one really resonated with me in just talking, just doing those little tiny things every day that can add up over time to be become really big things. Sorry. So it, it could be things just like um, just just your regular posting, uh, regular exercise, anything like that that to, will generate um, ongoing good habits. So I really think that's a good one for for kids to listen to um when we're talking about just doing things daily to that, that can change your life yep. to get those good habits early because it's so much harder to, to, to break a, a shit habit yep um you know as you're probably experiencing at the moment like yep. it's, it's hard to break habits um so really by Im- implementing those things early on yep. trying to get them in the good habits early i think that will definitely help help me in life yep um do you need to refer to your Audible? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, actually, I took a photo this morning of my books I've got on my shelf and the ones on my shelf are ones that I... I, I buy the physical copies of the books that I really, really resonate for, for me. I get that and I, I've thought and I about it. It's, it's a weird thing. I won't read them. Nah. But I guess I also... Like, there's that and then there's that my minimalistic desires. Like, I don't want any more stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so. so that's it. Like, that's my list. That's my stack at home of... Built to Sell was the first book I read. Yeah, that was so, awesome. Hey, let me have a look at that. So from that list, I'll just read them out because why not? DK's got nowhere to go. Getting Things Done, The E-Myth Revisited. What does it start with? Why? I've read that. Oversubscribed, Built to Sell. Built to Sell was a great book for it's anyone awesome. studying. Yeah, yeah, it really is. But for, not only, like Built to Sell, it, it, it sounds like a book you should read if, you, if you're selling your business, but it's, it's actually It's a not book you should read when you're starting your business. Starting your business, yeah. absolutely. Because if you need to have the thought of selling it for it to be successful yeah that, and, and and that's never, the whole idea that's the whole idea yeah, yeah build a company that you could sell so that it's all the things it's like that quote like you know I want to achieve this not because I want to achieve it but because I want to become the person that can achieve it correct it's yeah. the same deal I want to build a business that's sellable not because I want to sell it but I yeah. want the business to become the business that it needs to become to be sellable yeah it's yeah Absolutely. same stuff dot com secrets that was did you get funneled to that yeah that book i've read yet <laughs> just because i got funneled to read it russell brunson is a russell brunson. beast i don't know yeah. how I, I don't i've never bought anything but i've got that book yeah yeah <laughs> i've actually read that yet have you got it 
Oh god, yeah. but, it's, but then I'm actually I subscribe because I'm like, man, this it's, it's full on. It's full on. Seven effect. Yep, habits crush it. Primed traction crushing it. Thank you, economy. The one thing my business coach made me read that about five years ago he's like you need to read the one thing you are broken he didn't say that and I need to read that again because that's one thing I'm not doing Kerwin talks about the one thing at Nail It and Scale It I'm pretty sure so if you some of these books I think Traction was from Kerwin as well that Ask Gary Vee would have been high performance habits Brendan Bouchard I really I was in I was in a real funny Brendan Bouchard phase for a while where um, the thank you economy was Gary what was Brendan Bouchard there was one that I said Every child should read this book at school. I have to I have to turn my phone off because I'm an idiot. Um, what was it called? Brendan Bouchard. Um, there's a few. So there was like... Oh, no. DK, you're looking it up. So Brendan Bouchard will give you the book for free. Yeah, well, that's, that's our right. one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had, at the time when I read it, um, I had a few friends that were dealing with some shit, like, and I always do. Friends, family, whoever, people come to me because they're dealing with shit. And I said, read this book. It just it will give you more understanding of the fact that, like, we're all kind of in the same space, and you know, you don't have to be a certain way. Like, yeah. it's fine you how you are. Yeah. Um. And I, I just think that there's so much crap that we're made to read at school that is irrelevant, like yeah. the fucking To Kill a Mockingbird. And I know there's a story behind it. Yeah. But fuck me, like it's 2019. Let's yeah. let's let's get some new literature. And I yeah. haven't been to school for 20 years. So I'm not sure <laughs> they're still reading it, but um. Yeah, he DK will find it, I hope. And then, but yeah, this book, I was just like, read this, read this, read this, read this. And then I kind of went down the rabbit hole of Brendan Bouchard's yeah, books, yeah. like the something, manif- the motivation manifesto, and I couldn't get through it. And I was yeah. like, eh, it's not the same. Yeah. But yeah, I struggle with his stuff. His he, his website is brendan.com. <laughs> so envious of that. <laughs> yeah. So clinton.com is not available. No. We'll it'll be taken by now. Not that, I don't know. I thought Clint was probably easy, going to be easier to buy than like Jack dot com. That's that one. Yeah, this is the one I've got. Anyway, so that, that's probably the main ones. And that's a really good story with no ending. So we'll try and take, we'll try <laughs> we'll try and I'll, I'll get we'll find I'll find it and we'll post it. Yeah, because um, it it was a good book. But yeah, there's it's funny that. There's a lot of books there that I've read that, um, you know, I haven't read a book for a long time and I'm an Audible fan as well. I've got a subscription. I think I've got three credits unused sitting there so it'll give you a sense for how much I'm not reading at the moment. Yeah. Um, no, that's not it either. There's another one. And that, that's, why, that's why I brought those in. It's a shameless plug. Okay. So one of my side hustles is, so I use these myself. Yeah. These are um, uh, Honeywell Sync Wireless headsets. <laughs> so the reason I use these, I've been using mine for a couple of years now yeah. in that it's... Um, noise cancelling yeah so I can mow it's bluetooth listen to audible books yep. listen to podcasts etc oh so you got heaps of time I got so much time yeah so that's like I do a book a week yeah easily plus so do you have an audible subscription or are you just yeah. buying and, yeah. and then you buy I buy yeah, yeah. so um, audible subscription plus I buy um, but then with those headsets I can actually talk to people as well yep. so I can be mowing and talking to people and enough that they can hear the mower but they can have a conversation yeah that's insane but, but most people can't tell you even most people can't even tell you if you're mowing or blowing you can you can barely actually yeah they go really they don't I can use a chainsaw with so that why thing. is it a shameless plug are you selling them yeah so my, one of my side hustles <laughs> one, of my, one of my side hustles listen a lot of Adam Hudson yeah I don't know you've heard of Adam Hudson the name's familiar but you probably would have seen him at last year's um, we didn't see anyone we saw Gary oh sorry you didn't see him <laughs> if you were there you would have seen him yeah um he talks about how to grow an Amazon business and ah uh, yep um, we should have gone to see that 
it's re- really good. It's, it's a massive, massive process to do it. So it's not as if it's not a because you have to earn leverage. Or you have to earn the what do you call it? Like respect or whatever. Or the no, not so much. It's more. It's more the whole process of selling on Amazon. If you do it properly, and say in Amazon America, it's just a huge process. Like yeah. you know, going to China and sourcing your product and finding your product. And if you want to do control. a direct to consumer brand, yeah, yep, yep. Um, so I'm sort of that's a bit of a side hustle for me, just learning about Amazon and because I can see Amazon just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep. So I just chose something that was really easy to just put on. Yep. Um, so I've been to one of his his events and formed a mastermind with some people in Melbourne and Sydney. Yep. So we catch up once a month and talk about Amazon things. So yep. I thought, you know what, I'm gonna start just that's an easy product to sell on Amazon mm-hmm. just to get a bit of understanding of how Amazon works. Not not to, not to make money. No, it's just about you learn the process. Yeah playing um, the game so that you yeah. well what I heard a quote the other day I don't know I'm ripping it off from somewhere it said maybe it was a Facebook exec but basically learn the rules master the rules yep. and then you can break the rules yeah and that's you're now learning the rules yep and then you'll get good at it and then it, all of a sudden you work out that you can buy that from a company here or you can well, yeah yep so learning how that works you know, again, just for fun um, but yeah genuinely I'm not just saying just trying to get some sales they're um they're awesome. So yeah. I've got a couple of sets in the car and my nephews, everyone everyone that you sees them uses them. So we'll chuck your so uh, your Amazon them, link yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the in the uh, copy as well. So it's more yeah, just actually, yeah, I want affiliate connect, yeah. And DK wants ten percent as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh you do? Oh I don't I definitely don't have it's interesting to learn about Amazon because it all applies back to, to business in oh, general. Because you anyway. would have had it from when you were doing fidget spinners. Yeah, I was an Amazon influencer. Yeah. Oh really? Mm. Interesting. You have to have over like yeah. ten thousand followers or something. And yeah. You get accepted into this program. So, yeah. 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 And that's the interesting thing about that type of thing. If you get in early enough and, and get on those type of things, like even just me selling a handful of these on there, then you get invited because I've got these on Amazon Australia, yep. which is only a small market. Um, but just by having those, I'm getting some sales. I get you know, get some beta testing for yep. PPC advertising yep. and things. So I'm running some PPC ads. A couple of dollars a day is all it's costing. Actually, just, to, uh, just to get the data just, and just, watch how it works. Just to learn how, yep. how it works and, and, and you get on those things a bit earlier than other people then. Um, but the market really is America is the market. But that's today. Yeah. Yeah, which is good for us. Yeah. Because if we'd, we're in America, we're late to the party. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but even then, saying that if you know the, the methods, you can find the right. If you we need to, start, I need to product, start. I need to start looking at that. I've been so. It's funny, the bricks and mortar side of the business has been my focus for so long. We dabble online, and you know, I'm trying to build, um, I guess, uh, software that will enable us to get to a point where we're delivering irrigation as you would order a pizza. Yeah. Um, to the point where, like, it takes the photo of the stock, goes in a box, tracks the delivery, and all that. Yeah. So we're working on that in the background. In, through that whole period, I'm not doing anything on Amazon. So it'll either bite me in the ass and Amazon will dominate over the top of us because none of the stuff we sell is direct to consumer except Lawn Hub. Yeah. Or this delivery thing that we create will be perfect for our trade clients and they'll be like, no, we'll just like, because they're 30 years away from, or 20 years away from landscapers using Amazon for irrigation supplies. Yeah. Like, and actually being able to get Amazon to design, about like, I guess, for a virtual designed to be so imagine uploading your irrigation plan to amazon whatever they call it in the future yeah and then it designs an irrigation system and sends you back a quote using ai and then you can get it drone dropped to your site we're trying to do something in between that and that 
is there anything else going on in your in your world right now that you want to promote um be it within your business or even some charitable stuff or whatever i don't know like if charitable stuff is something i'm looking definitely looking into because once again i see that is you know you, you need a the, the, the why like the why, why global doing citizen this. um yeah and I, and I think once again showing our kids that you know, this is doing the right thing so yep. i've got no goals to be mega rich and worry about that sort of thing we just want a certain lifestyle where yep. i really like the idea of you know getting employees and helping them grow their families and you know yep. buy their cars and houses and things like that so really want to help out yep. other people with, yep. with the growth of the business um but yes i really love to give back somehow i'm not sure how yet it'll um, come to you yeah. like i've never had massive intent i've got a few little like um like background ones that when i can when i've got a lot of money i'll deploy against yeah certain things but um yeah i think it just comes to you something will affect you and obviously if you don't have any charitable um stuff at the moment it's probably because nothing bad's happened to you really yeah no and, I'm and, that, and, really and, that's a, and that's not a bad thing yeah 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 um it's kind of take something close to you to to happen and then you're like oh fuck yeah i need to some no one's making a difference with this i need to be the one that makes a difference yeah but all the work you're doing now with personal development and building your business is preparing you to go fight that battle and still run yeah you know like there's a lot of stuff that's happening for me now that um well, I wouldn't have been ready to handle five years ago. Yeah, I wouldn't wasn't emotionally prepared to handle a, a, an acquisition of a business, potential social media trolling slash challenging slash whatever. Yeah, twins. Yeah, business staff stress. Yeah, like everything else. So yeah, I think it'll come to you when it when it comes to you. But yeah, um, I don't have anything else unless you've got something else that you want to talk about. No, um, so it's not really. It's more just um, just I'm working on a lot of different things at, at once, which is I think for me the biggest challenge is, which is probably the one thing book is going. When, you know, what's the one thing today I need to focus on? Yeah, because uh, I'm looking at things like chatbots and um, yes, you know, software implementations with the procedures and and scaling and hiring and. The challenging um, thing I think for you is that you don't have any staff. Yeah, that's so, that's the biggest thing at the moment. Know, <laughs> one thing that I'm working on is basically to outsource all but my judgment yeah and you can't do that at the moment well you yeah. can you could contract it out and yeah. be willing to take less money and pay someone else to do it but that's the great thing about growing a business is once you've got eight staff you can delegate hey can you like we talked the other day about something and i said oh can you just go do the research on that and come and give me the cliff notes on it because yeah and it's good for him because he's learning something new and then it's good for me because i didn't have to do the reading yeah it's a win-win yeah i don't even remember what that was but um <laughs> Our YouTube pre-roll apps. Yeah, that's one thing. I'm so I was like, can you just because it's, it's perfect. Like it's something that's gonna he's gonna use for the next five years. Yeah, I'd say. And I don't know. Like I want to try and utilize his talent while I've got him for a day. Yeah. Or two. Um. So, um. Yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway. Thank you so much for coming in. No, thank you. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Ticked it off your list. Um. So we may never have another podcast. It depends if we can replace this unicorn of ours. Um. <laughs> I guess I don't know if I'll have another opportunity to say thank you. So thank you, DK. It's been a, it's been an interesting ride. I'm sure you've had some highs and some lows. <laughs> <laughs> all highs. <laughs> I, it can't, it can't all be highs. But um, working here is not like working anywhere else. So um, hopefully he doesn't do one of those like negative reviews on those, jo- <laughs> those job. <laughs> you know those job like yeah, you know, how yeah. those like, yeah, glass door, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So time will tell. Yeah.